Buenos Dias from the Springs. This is the Rorschach Argentina update from the 25th of August, 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Argentina. The Paraná wetlands keep burning, with the wildfires completely devastating the province of Entre Rios. The National Fire Management Service keeps sending aerial firefighting units, but they are not enough to extinguish the fires, as new outbreaks are reported every day. Last week, the smoke reached as far as the northern suburbs of Buenos Aires. So, don't be surprised if your eyes start itching, or if the smell of smoke leaves you wondering if you left something on the stove. The Secretary of Environmental Control, Sergio Fedorovsky, confirmed that the Ministry of Environmental and Sustainable Development will initiate legal actions against the owners of the fields where the outbreaks begin. Meanwhile, all eyes are on another type of legal action. On Monday the 22nd, two federal prosecutors called for the VP to serve a 12-year prison sentence on corruption allegations. As we know, Cristina Fernandez de Kirchner is currently facing a high-profile judicial case related to accusations of fraud, public works, graft, and leading an illicit association with other government officials. In nine hearings, the prosecutors displayed dozens of pieces of evidence to prove her involvement in these crimes and requested her perpetual disqualification for running for office. As soon as the news broke, President Alberto Fernandez published a statement in support of the VP, claiming that the case is judicial and media persecution. Many others jumped to support her, including demonstrators outside her home and the presidents of Bolivia, Colombia, and Mexico. It is unlikely that the vice president will have to face jail time. These processes take several months, if not years. First, a judge would have to rule on the case, and then Fernandez de Kirchner could also appeal the ruling to the Supreme Court. Moreover, she has several court cases that haven't gotten anywhere mainly for alleged bribery, money laundering, speculative damage to the state, and obstruction of justice. In other political news, Economy Minister Sergio Massa confirmed the appointment of economist Gabriel Rubinstein as Argentina's new economic planning secretary. He is mostly known for having served on the Central Bank's board during the administration of the late President Nestor Kirchner in 2005. Now, as a sort of vice minister, Rubinstein will be key in crafting the government's policy response to a currency slump and the fastest inflation in three decades. On that note, the government is expected to formalize another package of economic measures in the next few days. These will aim at further restricting foreign trade and import services. Among other measures, they will shorten the deadline for temporary import licenses. Official sources also confirmed that there will be a stricter control on cereal companies' exports. Speaking of exports, the Knowledge Economy Secretariat estimated that exports of knowledge-based services will reach a record figure of more than $7 billion this year. According to a report by the same institution, in 2021, the country registered a total sum of $6 billion, 
which made this sector the third largest exporter complex in terms of annual foreign exchange after oil seeds and cereals. On that note, the New York Times published an article that dives into the crypto scenario in Argentina with testimonies of citizens and their experiences of distrust toward the local currency. The article explains why digital currencies have soared in popularity despite their volatility. Want to read the article? Follow the link in our show notes. Speaking of distrust, more than $1 billion of dollar deposits have been withdrawn from bank accounts since the resignation of former economy minister Martin Guzman. This stems from a history of bank freezes upon political turmoil, during which these institutions would not release people's savings. While the situation was very different in those cases, for many it is hard to shake off the fear that it may happen again. Despite the complex economic scenario, toy sales exceeded expectations last weekend thanks to Children's Day. The Argentine Chamber of the Toy Industry informed that sales surpassed the number of items sold on the same day in 2021 by 2%. Out of all these purchases, about 80% were made in 12 installments and 60% were made in-store instead of online. The reality is the economy grew more than 6% in the first half of 2022, according to the National Statistics Bureau. It is unexpectedly expanded in June, right before the political crisis that wreaked havoc. The hotel and restaurant industry and the mining and quarrying sector were the ones that grew the fastest. According to the most recent forecast by the International Monetary Fund, Argentina's gross domestic product will increase by 4% this year. Having said that, the minimum wage is still dangerously low. It was announced this week that the minimum wage will be raised 21% to reach 51,200 monthly pesos, less than $400 at the official exchange rate. Moving on, we have to have an update on the food labeling law that we discussed a few months ago. On Saturday the 20th, the law finally came into force, although it initially covers only a limited range of products. Ultra-processed foods must now display an octagonal black label that occupies at least 5% of the surface of the packaging, with a warning about its high content of sugar, potassium, saturated fats or calories, among other things. Moreover, these products may not advertise using images of children or celebrities. By the end of 2023, all ultra-processed products will have to display the label in their packaging. Speaking of food, the international Nature Food magazine published a study that revealed that Argentina and Australia are the best destinations to survive a nuclear war. Of course, this is a hypothetical study that stemmed from Russia's invasion of Ukraine and the concerns that come with it. To check out the study, follow the link in our show notes. This is mostly related to food insecurity, and since we're on that topic, genetically modified farming is actually going quite well in Argentina. These genetically modified crops which have for years 
been heavily criticized by environmentalists, are benefiting from new technological developments and health and safety approvals overseas. Among the genetically modified, or GM, products the country has to offer, there's soybeans, maize, cotton, and wheat, which is still in an experimental phase. The agrobiotechnology firm BioSears is aiming to reach 40% of cultivatable land for wheat in the next three to five years. Right now, the main obstacle is the lack of water availability. Today, genetically modified crops make up 60% of Argentina's total agricultural area. That's 13% of the world's GM crops area, the third largest producer behind the United States and Brazil. Still, this is a controversial topic. On the one hand, specialists assure that biotechnology is the only way to address the world's food scarcity security problem. On the other hand, environmentalists are concerned that the intervention of biotechnology into agriculture will have long-term health consequences because it favors the use of increasingly toxic herbicides. In unrelated news, a new edition of the Gardell Awards was celebrated on Tuesday the 23rd. These are the Argentine equivalent of the American Grammy Awards and the British Brit Awards, and they recognize the best of Argentine music in a diversity of genres and categories. The big winner of the night was the rapper Woese, who won Album of the Year, or the Gardel de Oro. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Since inflation is soaring almost everywhere, what is something you had to stop buying because it got too expensive? Let us know at Argentina at Rorschach.com or on Instagram at Rorschach Argentina or Twitter at Rorschach underline ARG. Nos vemos la próxima semana.